Hello and welcome to the Nashville Daily Podcast. I'm Stuart Deming. And I'm Aaron Pennington. Bonnaroo makes an announcement about their festival. I'll talk about my past few weeks and the experience with COVID-19. Plus, would you consider Nashville a top 10 city in the United States? We'll talk about all of this and more on Nashville Daily. So I will just get right into this before we start talking about Nashville. Uh, Stuart, it is great to be back on the pod, uh, but I have enjoyed listening to you, especially talking about the ratings that people gave Nashville on TripAdvisor. That episode was pretty funny to listen to because people were complaining a lot about things that nobody has ever c- had control over ever. Um, and so it was funny. People were complaining about the things that a lot of other people love about Nashville. So uh, that was really, really uh, funny to hear. Uh, but I am glad to be back on. Um, but uh, yeah, as as only Stuart knows and and now I can share my experience because I wanted to make sure that I actually recovered. Um, I have, I've had COVID-19 probably since about, gosh, February 28th. I, I have not seen you since February 28th. So almost, so almost a month. February 28th, March 1st, somewhere around in there. I think I got the test a few days later. Um, I started to feel... Uh, just like achy, like I slept wrong, like my neck was sore, back was sore. And it was just, it was very interesting. And, and I was like, ah, well, maybe I have just, maybe I have COVID. I don't know what I have, but I was like, if I'm going to be taking a few days rest, I may as well just go get a COVID test. And so it turns out the COVID test was positive. I got it. Uh, the good thing about the test right now is you get them within probably like 18 hours or so. They're pretty quick. The, the last test I got, I got in like 12. It was insane. Yeah, it's 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 pretty wild and great. Be, you know, there's not a lot of traffic inside those testing centers now, so they can able, they're able to crank out those tests. Like I'm getting the results in like at like four in the morning whenever I tested last. So they're they're running like on a 24 hour schedule for the labs and stuff, I'd imagine. Um, but it was very interesting because I uh, just took a few days rest and but I I got dramatically worse. Um, it started I got the first test on Monday. This was like at the very beginning of March, so two weeks ago, almost two and a half weeks ago by now, and I started to get some flu-like symptoms and everything, and I figured that was pretty common for COVID, flu-like symptoms and everything. Um, but with my experience, I was pretty much bedridden for close to a week. Uh, no energy, shortness of breath, uh, throat was pretty much uh, congested, chest was congested, um, you know, fevers, not usually going 105 is or 100.5, sorry, is the uh, max temperature that I had. So pretty much just resting. Uh, but the interesting experience that I had is as I was kind of transitioning out of, you know, feelings of getting a fever and all that stuff, which lasted for about a week, um, I was concerned because I've heard from plenty of people 
that COVID has turned into strep throat, pneumonia, um, all this crazy stuff. Um, and so I wanted to get checked out at an urgent care. You know, that was what's been recommended to me from other physician assistants as well. And I went to make an appointment with several urgent care places, but none would accept me because I have COVID. I actually made an appointment with one, got there, like uh, parked in the parking lot, called and said, hey, I wanted to know what the COVID protocol was. Um, I scheduled an appointment, but I don't know if I need to come in or if you guys just want me to wait out here. And they said, wait, you have COVID? I said, yes. And the, the woman on the, the line said, oh, honey, you can't come in. I said, what? She said, no, if you're positive, you need to be quarantining. I'm like, I have been, I'm, but I'm sick. Like I need to, I want to be checked out for other things. She's like, no, if you have COVID, you either need to go to the ER or you need to stay at home. I was like, look, I'm trying to get checked out for like pneumonia and strep throat. And she's in, she even checked with the, the doctor on, on staff there. And he said, no, said, if you have anything resembling shortness of breath, they won't see you at all, at all. It's either ER or nothing. How about if you have and asthma? I know. So I don't know. I, I think there's, it's just a full stop, like all or nothing. If you have shortness of breath and you're COVID positive, they will not take you. None, nobody will. Uh, now I do not have like a general physician here in town. So, uh, that could be a different story. I don't know what that story would have looked like. Uh, but getting a general physician in Nashville is not a one week process. It's not a two week process. It's a, it's months long process unless you, you know, you know, a guy who knows a guy kind of thing. And so it was, it was a very interesting experience. I wasn't sick enough to go to the ER. I knew I was getting better, but I just wanted to get checked out, you know, you know, to just to see, is it strep throat? Is it pneumonia? Even now I still have a sore throat. I'm still a little bit raspy. Um, but my voice was just like, I couldn't, I was at whisper tones for, I would say close to six, seven, eight days. The, uh, the one um, time I talked to you on the phone, <laughs> you, you called and I'm like, Aaron, are you there? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, are you like a ghost like that's hiding in like the back room, just like talking through my walls? That's what it sounded like. <laughs> that's how it, dude, that's how it felt. Um, it was crazy. It's probably the sickest that I had have been since being an adult. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm just glad to be on the other side of it now. Did you um, lose your taste and smell? No. So that was the weird thing. I did not lose my taste and smell. The only, uh, slight variances that I noticed, and I've heard that other people had had kind of slight variances as well is the outside smelled like a fish market, like just general outside. Uh, just the air outside smelled like a fish market. I think that's the dogwood trees. It's one of the trees right now because like I, well, yesterday I smelled fish and I'm like, there's no way I'm sick. And it was one of the trees that's in bloom. I don't know. Cause I've, I've heard that as, as well from other people, but uh, outside just did not smell good. And then a certain like chicken, a little bit tasted, had a little fishy taste to it. So I just, as, you know, a little bit and, and, you know, it doesn't taste like that anymore. The air doesn't smell like that anymore. I'll get whiffs of it every now and again, but I'm just glad that it didn't smell like that, like inside the apartment. Cause that would have been terrible. But 
Um, you know, it's just, it's very interesting because we've had friends who've, who've had it and everybody has just reacted so differently to this. Cause I know somebody who just, that was their only symptom is they lost taste and smell. They said coffee tasted like ash. And, you know, here's the weirdest thing for me is I think my tastes have changed a little bit in what I eat. Um, I've not had coffee in like 16 days. Holy crap. Uh, yeah. Holy crap. So. Uh, and I have no desire for it right now, which Whoa, is very weird. That's weird. I know. Man. Yeah, it is. Uh, and I don't know if that's I've been just averaging like four coffees. <laughs> I know, and I don't know if that's just being off caffeine for for two weeks, and that's just a natural reaction to it, uh, or or what it is. But uh, I, I've gotten a lot of sleep during this time too, so that probably contributes to not needing coffee. Um, so it's it's very interesting, but. Um, one of the other things that I looked at yesterday was the CDC guidelines for, you know, recovery and, and when I can get out in public and what the CDC has said so far is if it's been 10 days since a positive diagnosis, if and if you've been fever free for 24 hours and your symptoms are on the up and up, then um, you can actually reintegrate into society. And so thankfully I'm at those stages, uh, because it has just been crazy to be sitting on the sidelines during this time. Um, luckily you and I haven't been terribly busy. Like it's been a weird circumstance to where, you know, we were able to, you were able to come in and, and be on the pod and do all these incredible interviews that were fun to listen to. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's been weird being out for so long, but I'm excited to, uh, to, to be back. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just been a, a weird experience, but I'm glad to be on the other side of it. Yeah, dude, I can't wait to, uh, see your experience or like hear your experience about when we go to fifth and broad for the first time together. Cause I've already been there like five times. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like a familiar, like local there now. Uh, I know, but that was the hardest part. That was absolutely the hardest part of this is missing out on fifth and broad. Like, we had Stuart and I had a whole tour plan to go there. We we were gonna like have a big vlog day and all this stuff. Um, and I, I'm just I, I'm I'm sad that I have not made it to Fifth and Broad yet. That's the only place that I'm like, man, that's that's hitting hard. Not being able to to go there, so I'm excited. For well, that. I was there. I was there yesterday morning, and I went to uh, Elixir, which. Uh, they have this chai latte, man. Dude, it's freaking out of this world. It's so delicious. And I was like, man, I'm on some hot chicken. And I went over to Hattie B's, walked over to Hattie B's, and the line was on the other side of the sidewalk. I'm like, okay, I'm not eating Hattie B's right now. I'm going to rise. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, just so many, so many things. I'm excited to try it. Maybe the first time I'll have coffee coming back is going to be Elixir. So that would be, that'd be a fun experience. I thought about Starbucks. Uh, just cause I can go drive, do the drive through the whole drive through thing and just go back home or make it at home. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You have coffee. You have play, you probably have plenty of coffee since you haven't drank any in like 16 days. <laughs> yeah, I know. I do. I do have some at home. Uh, all right. So I'm excited to get back into talking about things that are going on in, in, in Nashville. But also if you haven't listened to yesterday's episode, um, where we talked about or Stuart talked about McMinnville and the day trip there. That was a heck of an episode. I enjoyed listening to that. Um, who knew there were so there were so many things to do 
out in that area of, of middle Tennessee. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. So it's uh, our vacation to McMinnville and we covered going to um, Rock Island state park and then the caverns. And then there's this Collins river barbecue. This place is fantastic. I can't wait to introduce it to you, Aaron, but the coolest thing about Rock Island state park is how this waterfall was man-made because of the pipe systems that went underground for the dam, and it became this uh, underground waterfall that was man-made. And it's just a really cool, unique feature of that park. If you're going to make an outdoor feature in Tennessee, it might as well might as well be a waterfall. Uh, but speaking of, of out that way, not too far away from that area is Manchester, Tennessee. And uh, every year, except for last year, uh, Manchester, Tennessee has really one thing that is well known to it, and that is the Bonnaroo Festival. And uh, last year it was very disappointing to read about it because they basically said we're going to live stream a bunch of old crap that nobody's going to want to watch. Um, at least that's how I read it. Um, but uh, Stuart, what is the update for Bonnaroo this year? Uh, so it looks like in May they are going to be doing a series of concert concerts called Concerts on the Farm, and they'll be bringing back live music back to Manchester. Some artists include Billy Strings, John Party, Jamison Rogers, and the Avid Brothers, and this series is starting in May 28th, and it's a really interesting thing because it looks like they're having these like little pod. I don't know if it's like a, a dome pod or if it's just like four chairs. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah I don't know if it's going to be like, you know when you were in like elementary school and they had you do like these aerobic exercises and you just had to stay in your little square and do like jumping jacks. I wonder if it's going to do that. Like they're just going to have like little spray paint markings of where your pod is. Well, I remember uh, in the summertime when I went to the Live Nation um, uh, thing that they did downtown Nashville, and I think it was Brad Paisley performing at this, and they had little pods, and they were, like, coned off, like, hey, you can only stand in this area and move six feet, and you can't dance, but you have to sit the entire time. You can't, your can't dance. Yeah. Because you, uh, you remember when dance floors were closed in Nashville? I still think that's the situation. We're in the Footloose era of, of, uh, of, our, of our lives now where we can't dance. It's a town with no dancing. Um, right. You know, I, I think the interesting thing about this is it's, it's, it, they're taking the opportunity to brand uh, kind of this new thing because uh, the series is called Concerts on the Farm, the Bonnaroo Farm in Manchester, Tennessee. And the Instagram or sorry, the Twitter's at the Bonnaroo Farm is kind of the, the venue is where they're saying this is going to be at. And then the series is called Concerts on the Farm. So I guess it's it's technically under the Bonnaroo name, but the series is something different. Um, let's see. Tickets will be sold in groups of four for those pods. Uh, they go on sale actually 10 a.m. today. And a dollar of each of the tickets will benefit the Bonnaroo Works Fund. Uh, and you can take your masks off when you are inside one of these pods. But can you dance uh, in your pod? I don't know. They should have. They, they probably should have, have uh, included something like that. And they mentioned something about seating in there, but I, I really don't see anybody sitting down at a Bonnaroo And there's, there's uh, a lot concert. of outdoor um musical things happening now, especially down at the caverns. They're doing almost outdoor concerts every week and need to breathe to just headline a show. I think two weeks ago down at the caverns. Yeah. So I will actually be down there in a week or two. Uh, I think towards the end of March, 
um, to, to go watch somebody play down there. So, and they're doing the same thing. They're going to be in like little pods and stuff like that. You that could you probably, you could probably dance at that one though. Uh, I don't know. If you <laughs> I don't know if you could dance on the Bonnaroo field. I don't know. I don't know. These are the important questions that we we need to uh, need to know. Um, okay, so let's talk about some local food where we've eaten or or drank recently. Stuart, you already talked about yours, Elixir. Uh, I'm excited now that I've I've been drinking more tea, but caffeine free tea throughout this is to kind of have some warm drinks and stuff and, and kind of help my throat. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that chai tea because I do enjoy the the chai tea. So, um, what has been your favorite thing about elixir so far uh i think it's just uh i like the outdoor seating the indoor seating is kind of interesting because it's like a bench but it's like a square bench and there's no tables indoors um so i like the outdoor seating because it's a good group setting and the the thing about uh, fifth and broadway you could technically park there for relatively cheap it's like ten dollars basically for an hour hour and a half so it's not terrible in price uh, so you could, I, I wish the only thing is they had like a little run up window where you can run up, get coffee and park real quick and go get coffee. That would change that would be everything nice. about fifth and broad. I also like, uh, the wooden structure and the entrance of elixir. Nice. I cannot wait to see it. Um, one of the places I got to eat at recently, this is about, gosh, maybe a week before, uh, I got sick. So this is like mid February. Uh, but I got to go to Pancake Pantry, um, and I've I've enjoyed Pancake Pantry. It's it's one of those places where it's touristy and local at the same time. Everybody enjoys it. Um, I I was just their coffee was pretty inconsistent whenever I had it. One of their pots were good. Second cup that I got was was pretty bad. Um, but overall, I got I believe some banana pancakes with pecans on it and just absolutely uh, just wolfed it down i mean it was absolutely incredible and then uh got their biscuits and gravy as well which a little overpriced for like one, <laughs> one biscuit and gravy i mean it's not it's not the biggest uh biscuits and gravy serving in the world uh but it's it's spicy and it's good and i always have a good experience there and my, my favorite uh bunches is a bunch of pancakes or pancakes I it's don't know. whatever yeah it's, it's something like that uh my favorite is called chocolate sin and yeah. it's like uh the really expensive godova chocolate chips inside of the pancakes <laughs> and they yeah. just stack them on top of each other and it's just delicious it, it is really good all right so we do have some food coming up for you here with explorers nashville tip of the day For Explorers Nashville tip of the day, head to West Nashville and experience a sunrise at the Narrows of Harpeth. The great thing about this time of the year with daylight savings is the sunrise is later in the day, like at 645 or 650 a.m. Gosh, it's it's so nice. It's like I get up at like 530 and I'm like, oh, it's so freaking dark i hate this i just want light uh but the cool thing about this is you don't have to get up super super early to experience this sunrise and with the amount of cloud coverage that we've had here in middle tennessee especially with that storm that hit us on wednesday the sunrises and sunsets may may be absolutely incredible 
Yeah, so Narrows of Harpeth is one of those places that is a good place, to, no matter the weather, unless it's just absolutely pouring down, it is a great place to visit and get a good view of Middle Tennessee and the landscape there. Um, also, after that, if you want to grab some good local Nashville food, Loveless Cafe is not too far away. You just go right back into town from the Narrows of Harpeth and breakfast, lunch, brunch, whatever you are there for. They are up early and waiting for you at Loveless Cafe. Uh, it is really, really cool. So uh, get some good breakfast there. It's a nice little kind of sunrise tradition if you want to have one of those uh, over there at Loveless Cafe. All right. And that is Explorers Nashville tip of the day. Today's episode of Nashville Daily is brought to you by Screen Threads. If you're looking for Nashville-themed merchandise, look no further. Our listeners can use the code Nashville Daily to get 10% off their next online order or in-person visit. You can find them inside of Marathon Village or head to ScreenThreads.com. All right. And, uh, Stuart, you had an incredible interview um, with somebody. Um, why don't you introduce this interview? It's going on the Nashville Story episode tomorrow. Um, but you know, our, our Nashville daily Patreon subscribers, they're able to listen to this today. Uh, but for, for those who may be missing out and not being able to listen today, tell us a little bit about this interview. Cause I was, I was, I wasn't a part of it, but I was excited to hear a little bit about it. This, uh, this interview was fantastic. And this is with Jeremy Abbott, the curator of Abandoned Nashville. Abandoned Nashville is one of the best Instagram accounts that I have found based here in Middle Tennessee. And uh, he does some really, really cool things. You have to listen to this interview to figure out what he does. But he takes great photos. And he also has some really cool videos on his YouTube channel. Um, and, and so just a, a little teaser of what Jeremy does here is a little bit of what that episode sounds like. Oh my God. What is this abandoned castle that's in Nashville? Maybe that's what it was, but I remember I explored it and, uh, back then it was pretty easy to get inside of. Like it well, wasn't, uh, it was, it was transitioning to, I don't think nine years ago, it was fully the police training headquarters that they do for like special op police and special military. Yeah. I think it was just becoming that like training operation center for that. Yeah. I think they were only using part of the facility for training. Cause when I first went there in 2012, I found only one building with like evidence that police have been training in it. There were like targets and there were like simulations all set up. And it was one of the like warehouses off off of the prison. Years later, I go back and now the entire prison has these targets and like these uh, these blank shells. Oh, yeah. And it's, around everywhere. it's fenced off all over now. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, it's locked down. All right. And to listen to that full episode with Jeremy Abbott, head over to NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. Consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. We are in the process of getting ready to do some incredible things with the podcast. And uh, despite our like three week, almost month long delay of uh, of of me being MIA, um, we are we are preparing for some awesome things. So consider uh, helping us in that journey and becoming a subscriber. NashvilleDailyPodcast.com. You get that Nashville story episode one day earlier we considered uh we would highly consider uh you checking that out nashville dot com. all right so in the last week 
it's been really interesting to watch the Nashville Business Journal and some of these other uh, accounts that are in Nashville, like news organizations. And it's what's really funny is my mom keeps sending me these articles, and I'm like, Mom, I've already read this like a week ago. Like <laughs> I already know like what's happening uh, in this uh. world. But in the last week, Nashville has been ranked in the top ten in two different categories. And the first one is uh, you're, you're, wait, wait. Also, you're forgetting homicides. We're in there as well. Oh yeah, we're, I think. Yeah. We're, 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 we're up there as well. That's very true. We don't cover those on this podcast. If you want to learn more about that, you go check out News Channel Five or the Tennessee and whatever you listen to. Uh, well, but before before we get started, I want I want I want to pose this question because I want us to Stuart, you and I to even come back to this at the end. Is Nashville a top ten city, regardless of of just in general? Are we a top ten city of the United States? Are we right at after? You know, New York, I, L.A. is out, dude. L.A. is way out. They are they're going in some interesting directions. So, I mean, are we at are Seattle? Are we after Miami? Are we after any well, like where is Nashville? Are we in the top 10 overall cities in the United States? I think it's an interesting question. Texas and let us know what you think. 615-392-1358. All right. So now now let's go into these articles that are talking about some specifics of where Nashville's entered the top 10. So according to the Nashville Business Journal, Nashville business leaders have been optimistic about the city's rebound following the COVID-19 pandemic, and this expert agrees. So a segment on the Today Show, uh, I think that's on NBC every morning, Monday through Friday, I think. I I, I think it's NBC. they put Music City among the top 10 best places to live in the context of professionals being able to choose their city as working from home becomes increasingly normal. Yeah, so this will be interesting. Working from home definitely has for many industries here in Nashville, especially because we do a lot of tech healthcare. We have a lot of tech places. Uh, so it is it is going to be interesting seeing Nashville's growth where a lot of people, I mean, if you thought the housing market was uh, crazy before. It is even crazier now uh, because many people kind of like the live, work, play environment here in Nashville. Um, the show's host interviewed real estate commenter uh, Stephanie Birkin, who pointed out, who pointed to a great job market, high quality of life, I'll agree with both of those, and a low cost of living, which I will strongly disagree with yeah, here I disagree, in Nashville. I disagree with that one. <laughs> and she, she continued to say, all while having a great live music scene uh, as as reasons for Nashville's continued growth. Low cost of living is very interesting. It's, you know, it's it's comparative always, you know, as for a top 10 city in the United States. Yes, it is still low. Uh, but as for Tennessee as a whole, for somebody who is, uh, you know, just the the draw, the job salaries have not caught up yet to Nashville's growth. It is growing faster than salaries and, and wages are growing here in Nashville. So it's a very interesting thing that we're going through. I'm sure lots of other cities have gone through this as well. Um, but you know, with all of these factors, um, Nashville is still becoming one of these top 10 best places to live, especially it, it kind of in the young professional scene is what we're seeing a lot with these articles. Uh, the article also says Nashville is a great place for long term. It's a popular place to retire with its reasonable cost of living beautiful weather which some people would disagree with because it gets hot here in tennessee access to great health care we do have some of the best health care nationwide relatively low taxes that's the primary reason people are moving to nashville they're like oh wow you guys have really low taxes from an income standpoint and a wonderful retirement community the last i check i believe tennessee is ranked number 
three for retirees. I think it's Florida and then Arizona and then Tennessee. Yeah, I believe so as well. I think that was one of the first things that we covered when we started our podcast. I remember that article early on. Another article from the National Business Journal uh, there's a report that says Nashville is a top 10 commercial real estate market as well. So we're having this top 10 young professional scene, top 10 uh, commercial real estate market in the country. It's a March 10th ranking from the National Association of Realtors. The list wasn't kind of individually ranked. It was just here are t- our top 10 cities and just kind of threw it out there. Um but the cities making the list were expected to outperform other metro areas when it comes into drawing new residents, attracting new businesses, and offering up companies uh, with lower rents for office and retail space. And a lot of that is still still comparative and, and relative to the rest of the markets. Nashville and the other nine city uh, cities that were ranked in this catalog were based on 25 categories such as GDP growth, unemployment rate, medium household income, consumer spending, number of businesses opening, population growth, and building permits for each major market. So some of the other cities joining Nashville on this top 10 list, Austin, Fort Myers, Charleston, uh, Las Vegas, Phoenix, Raleigh, Salt Lake City, Seattle. So it is uh, very interesting to see Nashville on a lot of these top lists. Um, there are plenty of other lists that Nashville have has made. Um, but Stuart, what do you think? Is Nashville a top 10 overall city? Yes, hands down. That's why I live here and we create content about this city. (laughs) I kind of have a a bias. Uh, But what I found really interesting is the first time I was at Fifth and Broadway at Elixir, uh, there's three or four people that I just I started talking to randomly. And the one guy moved from Hawaii two weeks before uh, Fifth and Broadway open. Another guy opened from Miami a week before Fifth and Broadway open. And then another two people moved in from Philadelphia. And so it was just really interesting um, to talk to these individuals at Fifth and Broadway. And they were just visiting this place in downtown and they, they heard so much hype about this building. Uh, and I've looked at their social media. Fifth and Broadway has grown dramatically in the last three or four weeks by like ten or 15,000 followers on their Instagram account. And it's really interesting that there was so much hype. All these people that just recently moved to Nashville, they're like, oh, I'm going to go check this out. And so I think from a standpoint of people are moving here aggressively and the numbers, it's going to be really interesting to see what the numbers uh, or the number of people moving to Nashville. And I think they would say Nashville is on the top 10 list. I I definitely agree. Uh, We'll have to kind of make an official list uh, to see where we rank it. Um, But if, if, if Nashville's not in the top 10, I don't know who else would be, you know, it's one of those things. Obviously you have your, your staple cities, but in the competitive markets, I, I think, you know, looking at it from the non stat points, we've got a lot of lists that have gone out there that have proven a lot of stats that have, have shown Nashville being in some of the top cities in the United States. But just from a perspective of of, of boots on the ground, like like you've done and seen where are people coming in from and why? 
And Nashville is just the city that has the spark right now. There are some other cities uh, that are doing that, but it's mostly the smaller cities, you know, smaller cities, Nashville or smaller that are really giving this spark right now. But Nashville may be one of the larger ones that still has this spark. So it's very interesting. I think Nashville does belong in the top 10 uh, for this, but we'll, we'll have to make an official list of our own to uh, kind of show show where we think it belongs. But uh, let us know what you think about Nashville, where it belongs, 615-392-1358. All right, now it's time for the local artist of the day, and this is Sam Reif with her song, Old News. All right, you can find Sam's Spotify link in the show notes, and if you're listening to an incredible, uh, if you want to listen to an incredible Spotify playlist, if you were like me and you're in quarantine and you want to discover local artists, Nashville Daily Artist of the Day playlist, that is on Spotify. Definitely give that a follow. A little bit about Sam. She's been in Nashville for one year, and I haven't been to this place. One of her favorite restaurants is called Wing Basket. And if I remember correctly, this is on Nolansville Pike past Harding Place, and it's like this chicken wing house i believe on nolensville pike interesting interesting definitely probably a good place to check out all right so here is sam rife with her song old news
was Sam Reif with her song, Old News. And tomorrow, the Nashville story. I'm excited to listen to it. I hope you are as well with Jeremy Abbott, that interview with Stuart. Um, you know, you might find yourself abandoned listening to this episode. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Nashville Daily. You can check us out over on Instagram at xplr.nash as well as our YouTube channel, xplr.nash. For Nashville merch, we have you covered as well. Find that at xplr.life. You can also text us at 615-392-1358. And for more exclusive content, head over to nashvilledailypodcast.com. Nashville Daily is produced right here in the great city of Nashville. So if you like what we're doing, please give this podcast a five-star rating and share it with your friends.